Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. time of the week running back wide receivers quarterbacks and tight ends Hayden Winks has them they are in the description down below ahead of week four I feel like I've settled in after three weeks we know some truths but most importantly Hayden there are some not going to call them random players but players drafted much later on in September and in August that are barnstorming their way into the rankings this week because they are thrusted into nearly full-time roles. And again, it's one of my favorite parts of the season. Yeah, this is definitely like breakout teams. Like look at the lines up here yeah. uh, and then some teams holding off your dear life. Like the Chargers, we have bounce back Bengals. The Browns are all of a sudden projected for a lot of points. The Falcons, look at them where they're at. Um, so yeah, lots to go through. A big zero RB week just because of some of the injuries. Okay, let me push back on the only zero running back week because at the same time people who drafted a hero running back also yeah. love drafting Khalil Herbert, oh, Jamal yeah. Williams, all these names. So I think we can all profit yeah. from having these types of players on our roster because I know I drafted a bunch of those players too. Yeah, and so and a lot of the top 10-ish wide receivers were ranked like round 3, round 4, round 5, so like you didn't have to get some of these guys too. Here we go. It's time Let's kick it off with the running backs. I'll pull up the tiers here. Saquon Barkley at the top. I know this name wasn't written down for us, but Hayden, this is pretty significant. You know, it's Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. We outlined it in the stats versus film show. Why these guys aren't quite hitting, you know, their number one, number two pick overall. My simplified analysis is that the teams are 30th and 28th in red zone touchdown success rate. We're not pointing here and saying that like the Giants are a much better team than them. And in fact, their point totals aren't drastic out there, but Saquon has the juice. And most importantly, I just want to focus on that. He has that explosivity back to him where he can rank among the top of this list, even if he was drafted as the running back eight or nine. Yeah, so it's two things. Primarily, one, it's it's a decent matchup for him compared to someone like Jonathan Taylor. Um, and their usage is basically the same. Saquon Barkley's the RB three in usage. Jonathan Taylor the RB two. So we're we're flipping coins here. I'm, I wanted to have a little bit of a contrarian take, but I think like all it. of them are right next to each other right now. I, I don't think the Colts' offensive line has been elite level like we were kind of hoping for. No, not at all. Uh, Panthers this week do have the Arizona Cardinals. If it's ever going to be like an awesome Christian McCaffrey game, it should be this one. And then the Indianapolis Colts have the Tennessee Titans, who, despite their injuries at multiple spots, still do have some really good defensive tackles and some depth down the middle. Okay. That'll be a really slow game. Really, a slow. really slow game. Nick Chubb, you have as the running back four. And then Joe Mixon. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. I know it's Thursday night football tonight, maybe our only opportunity to talk about it. The Bengals at home against the Miami Dolphins are favored by three and a half points. We've seen with Joe Mixon, 12 carries, 19 carries, 27 carries to open this season. He has yet to top 100 rushing yards. 
uh, while so much focus has been on the passing offense struggling statistically behind the scenes, the running game has struggled even more. Yeah, the running game has been really bad for the Bengals. It's one of the, the storylines, but I don't really see why it would just like keep being this bad. In fact, he's the biggest positive regression candidate out there, not even at just the running back position at all the positions. He's actually first in expected half PPR points. So um, I, I think that Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon are in for big games this week. And I, I would call Joe Mixon like my number one target. who can swing a trade. Okay, next up, Jamal Williams right after him. Um, this is a pretty easy one. Jamal Williams is already the running back seven or eight, depending on your scoring and points per game, despite DeAndre Swift being the running back six overall. And it's because this team scores a boatload of points and they are converting 83% of their red zone drives into touchdowns, which is insane number. So in previous outings where DeAndre Swift has missed either full series or full games, Jamal Williams has 20, 18, and 19 touches in those contests. We should expect the same thing here. Yeah, late in the game after DeAndre Swift kind of was playing through that injury is very clear. Uh, Jamal Williams got a ton of run at the end, including a, a goal line carry as usual. Right now, he's already top 12 in fantasy usage, and that's with DeAndre Swift out there. The Lions, fourth in points projected this week. Fourth. Amazing. I do think if we see someone, you know, pop in here, there, it's going to be Craig Reynolds. Yeah. Um, that's a positive for Jamal Williams. That's a positive. For Jamal Williams. Okay. Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and Javante Williams finish out tier one. Let's now jump to number 11 overall running back. You have as Leonard Fournette, then it's James Conner, Najee Harris, and Alvin Kamara. Before we go past, you know, that running back 14, I do want to backtrack a little bit because you have in your rankings Dalvin Cook as the running back nine. That's because we haven't really had any news if he's in or out. We've seen these injuries, the shoulder hamper him in the past. Either he misses game or he's awesome in that contest. Talk through here on a Thursday when we'll know much more on a Sunday of how you're ranking Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison in mind too. The easiest formula in fantasy. If Dalvin Cook is in, he's a top 10 running back. If Alexander Madison is in, he's a top 10 running back. Pretty easy. Okay. We pick it back up with... Again, Alvin Kamara is running back 14. Then it's Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon back-to-back there. And let's then jump to running back 17, Cordero Patterson. Um, The Atlanta Falcons' offense looks damn good from a top-down view. Drake London looks fantastic. Kyle Pitts got things going more so last week than he did in the first two weeks. But the one who's really thriving is Cordell Patterson. And in this game against the Cleveland Browns, it has a total of 47 and a half. The Falcons right now are playing, I think, pretty well-schemed football. And they got like just three guys, and that's basically all they need to be explosive. CPAT right now is the RB23 in usage. He's not a full-time player. He won't be a full-time player. Tyler Algier will get out there. But CPAT should dominate touches near the goal line. They're going to give him some swing passes. They're going to hit him on the outside. And right now, I think the matchup is pretty good. So CPAT, definitely an RB2 with some upside. The Falcons and the Browns are two of the three teams that have had all three of their games played go over the game total to open the season. So 47 and a half that we're getting there makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, as everyone saw in the Stats versus Film show, I let it loose a little bit when talking about the usage. would love more easy stuff for Kyle Pitts. 
But from a like team success angle, I think Arthur Smith is doing a really good coaching job and Cordero Patterson still being explosive at age 31 uh, is a huge, huge part of that. Okay, after him, it's Jeff Wilson, David Montgomery, and then obviously James Robinson as running back 20. Uh, some might wonder, well, why isn't James Robinson ranked higher? And Hayden, we can talk about this, I'm sure, with the wide receivers when we get to them and the quarterbacks when we get to them. It's a really difficult matchup that the Jaguars have this week with the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's really that simple. Yeah, their, their team total is not that high this week. It's like 21. I could I could see that game po- possibly going over. James Robinson, top 10 in both usage and production this uh, season. Uh, he played only 58% of the snaps week three. This is definitely a committee, uh, one-two committee. So uh, I'm fine with him. Like as an RB2, I'm not going to get carried away. Okay, and right before him at running back 19, we currently have David Montgomery. Kilo Herbert is ranked there around running back 37. Let's say David Montgomery, because... It's been shockingly no news about the status of him as of right now on Thursday. Um, If he is out, does that just mean Khalil Herbert vaults all the way up to running back 19 or should that be even higher at like running back 11? Yeah, I think it could be close to where I have like Alvin Kamara and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. This is a great matchup and the Bears have been running the ball very effectively as bad as that offense has been. Both David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert have been able to run the ball. Uh, Their offensive line actually in the ground game has been pretty solid and to me, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery have both been very good. Uh, Khalil Herbert's cutback and vision and feel is very good and he's got a little bit more burst. Like He was outrunning some of those safeties uh, on the second and third levels last week. Uh, Great matchup for him individually, so I will be ranking him pretty aggressively we'll have more on Cleo herbert on our friday show we are changing up the friday show not just a game by game matchup by matchup we're going to focus on the 20 players that define week four we'll see how it goes it's a little test that we have but i think you'll enjoy that show so be sure to come back to the channel on friday after that is posted okay running back 21 through 30 the likes of cream hunt who hayden feels like weekly basis you asked the question, why do we allow Kareem Hunt to fall to like round seven to round nine, depending on your draft? Look at where the Browns are in running back usage. That's because Historic. they're playing with leads in neutral yeah. pace because the team's better than we're expected. And off offensive line's been incredible. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, has had a couple games where he could have had much bigger games. Um, yeah, it's it's go time for Kareem Hunt. Running back 22, Josh Jacobs, then Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. Running back 25, Devin Singletary here, huge week last week. We outlined it in the stats versus film show. We thought a lot of that was matchups based. Um, This week, Buffalo Bills have the Baltimore Ravens, who actually just lost Michael Pierce. He's a big-time interior player for them. But regardless, from my seat, Devin Singletary's production is very much receiving-based because the Bills are one of these teams that haven't been very good on pure rushing. Yeah, and... I'm conflicted on this one. His snaps and stuff were gorgeous last week. Tons of uh, production. This is like kind of like how it trended last year, where he just right. like they gave Zach Moss a chance. Um, I don't. I don't think it'll be as good as it was last year. So um, this is a pretty conservative ranking compared to last week's usage, but a little more aggressive than it was maybe with our preseason expectations in week one and week two. Yeah, he is their most trusted receiving back, and maybe this is a conversation for another time. But it's very clear that the Bills wanted J.D. McKissick for this role. You know, like I felt J.D. McKissick would have played a lot last week against the Dolphins if they were able to get that free agent signing. That's why they drafted James Cook. And it's so clear that this team trusts Devin Singletary in that role over the rookie James Cook after what we saw in week one, which is great for him. 
Yep, for sure. It didn't didn't they run like 90 plays last week? What, yes. what was your number? It was like 90 to 39. Plays. Yeah, 80 to 39. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen again. So that was Correct. obviously playing into Singletary's usage. Okay. The rest of the tier is Clyde Edwards, Elayer, Ezekiel Elliott, Damian Pierce, and then the two Jets running backs and Michael Carter and Brees Hall as running back 29 and running back 30. Uh, we're going to get to this with the wide receivers too. How does the opportunity change for not just the running backs, but the rest of the team with Zach Wilson in there and just how the last three weeks have gone with the Jets offense with how many plays they've run too? So last week, Brees Hall played more snaps and people were kind of freaking out. He got a ton of run um, with the receptions. One, because he got back the two-minute drill going into halftime. There's a bunch of plays for him right then. Uh, I also want to just throw out, I think that Zach Wilson, just the way that he plays compared to Joe Flacco, it's going to be more bootlegs. It's going to be more throws downfield compared to Joe Flacco, who's just like short drop back quick outs, check it down immediately. Um, so I'm not sure if the reception totals and just in general, like the offense has been like elite, elite, elite when it just comes to pass attempts, like that ain't holding up. Um, they're, they're probably not going to be trailing as much as they have been, even the, for the jets, they're probably not gonna be trailing as much as they have been to start the season. It's even more than, Hey, Zach Wilson is coming in for Joe Flacco. And they're two different styles of quarterbacks. It's what you mentioned, too. In the first three weeks, the Jets are throwing more than everyone because they're trying to come back and mm-hmm. take over the scoreboard. But, again, going back to the details of Zach Wilson outside of structure wants to escape the pocket, drift the sideline, and launch these super aggressive passes vertically. That's at least what we saw last season. Maybe it's changed. Versus Joe Flacco, who legit cannot move and knows that when things go haywire, I've got my check down to my running back. And we saw that in the first three weeks even though some started getting manufactured to Brees Hall a bit more. So just yeah. something to keep in mind. We're going to learn a lot here in week four. Yeah, and I, I think both players have looked good. Michael Carter every single week has good runs. Brees yep. Hall has done his part. Can I talk about Brees Hall? Or not Brees Hall, uh, Damian Pierce real of course. Quick? Yeah, so Damian Pierce, really interesting. Early on in the game, he has a fumble. It gets recovered. It doesn't really matter. They didn't bench him, nothing like that. You can see how much run Damian Pierce gets going in to the fourth quarter then rex burkhead starts playing more snaps uh and damian pierce in the fourth quarter fumbles the ball on a carry that's also recovered so we haven't i haven't seen this as a big storyline but a rookie running back fumbling twice in one game and then for the rest of the game rex burkhead playing the rest of the game now this is weird because the context here is this is the two minute drill and that's where rex burkhead has been playing uh already but a rookie fumbling twice in one game, even if it is recovered, is not a great sign. So I think his floor is a little bit lower. I view more as a boom bust flex option rather than like an RB2. I've seen a, like a lot of rankings like RB16, RB17 for Damian Pierce. I think that's a little too too aggressive. I'm looking up who even their backup running back is right now. Like pure other than, you know. Well, they've been Burkhead. using Rex Burkhead like in that role. And it's Dario Gunbawale who is like a lighter version guy. of Rex Burkhead, you yeah. know? So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I just wanted to throw it out there that I watched this game and then two fumbles. It's a rookie. I think it should matter a little bit. And it doesn't matter if he loses them or not. Like a fumble is a fumble and it's fumble luck once it's on the turf. Yeah. And they were bad. They were just like he was getting tackled and he just dropped the ball. Okay. The rest of these, I know most people just rank 30. So I'll just go through a couple names quickly. You have Travis Etienne in the heart of the 31 through 40 categories around running back 36. I think in his role, he's been super explosive. Again, he's going against the Philadelphia Eagles, but maybe if like the Jaguars need a spark or get a spark, it's on some of these edge runs like Travis Mm -hmm. Etienne has been thriving off of. So that's something to watch for me. You have Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson back to back here as running back 34 and 35. 
lot of run this week that, hey, Ramondre is now the running back one. I also want to add that everything gets knocked down, not just from us, but from Vegas as well on the New England Patriots. Now that Brian Hoyer is the quarterback going against a good front of the Green Bay Packers, um, they are nine and a half point underdogs here. Like that is not conducive to running back points. Look at this shit. They're they're nowhere near. Like I, you can barely even fit them. If I zoom in too much, you can, they're beyond terrible. You know, like what what am I supposed to do? Right. So let's not go overboard. Like, oh, now is the reason why I drafted Ramondre Stevenson. Got to get him in here. Look, he might hit, but overall team points are really important for fantasy point outcomes because that means you are scoring more touchdowns or fewer touchdowns. Right. It's tough to do when you have the lowest projected scoring week this season that the Patriots have going into these games. 15 points. It's awful. (laughs) Um, Okay. The rest of this list, you can check it out on the YouTube channel. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, Hayden has all the way as running back 41. Uh, just real quick, just to go back to the the Ravens, look at where they are, and this is running back fantasy usage all the way, like way, way low. And that's where the Dolphins are, the C- the Seahawks, the Saints. Like that's why I'm kind of, kind of concerned with Alvin Kamara a little bit. Just they're not giving them the rock at all. I know we spent way too much time on here, but the one name that might shock people this week, you're running back 42 and Rashad Penny. The Lions defense is horrific at stopping the run right now. Like I'm not, I'm saying this from a, Mm -hmm. a advanced looking beyond what the Seahawks are, but just looking at the weakness of one of the teams and the Lions are just disgusting at stopping the run at the moment. And so if the Seahawks who actually have been a little bit frisky, especially Geno Smith can get something going, I could see Rashad Penning having a decent week, but don't, don't take that for like, Hey, let's put him on a flex. Yeah, he's he's just the RB fifty two on RB forty four usage, and that includes the games where Ken Walker was, right. you know, not playing. Uh, Travis Homer goes to IR. I don't think that's really going to matter for this backfield. I think it's just DJ Dallas enters, and that's what it is. Okay, wide receiver tears time. Let's kick it off. Justin Jefferson, you have as the wide receiver one. I was a bit too critical on the usage with Kevin O'Connell. It was just like how the lines were playing him so well. But I would love to see more, you know, matchups against safeties and linebackers. It's not quite there to the Cooper Cup status that we're drafting that. But you think it is going to happen this week because you have him the wide receiver one. From there, it's Stefan Diggs, then Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams as the wide receiver four, then Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown. A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, and we close out the top tier at wide receiver 10 with Michael Pittman. These are all studs. Anything you want to say about any of them? No, we'll learn more about Amon Ra, St. Brown's ankle injury, but right now the lines are projected so for so many points that if he's out, we're going to be making some big-time adjustments for the rest of these lines. I actually rewatched the Raiders game in full this morning last week against the Titans when they stunk. They're going up against the Denver Broncos this week. I would expect um, Patrick Sertan to see a whole bunch of Devontae Adams. Uh, it was a bit unnerving is the right word to see Josh McDaniels pull out a bunch of the trick plays that we saw a couple years ago when it was like Cam Newton as his quarterback to manufacture yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, unnerving, I think is the right way of putting that. Okay. It's a, it's a, well, real quick on Adams. First, he's, he's number one in expected half PPR points among all wide receivers, but Vegas, like the betting markets are really bullish on the Raiders. I have a lot of respect for both Sertan and the entire Broncos defense. Still, they're projected for the eighth most points this week. So it's like, I'm still in on Derek Carr and all the Raiders. 
Jamar Che, excuse me, T. Higgins starts off as wide receiver 11, Mike Evans as wide receiver 12, and his welcome back to the field. Then you have C.D. Lamb as wide receiver 13. Um, rough opening to that game. Great finish to that contest this week. The Dallas Cowboys, trying to find it on my sheet, have the Washington Commanders, whose secondary ding, has ding, been ding. absolutely abysmal. There you go. Um, assuming as long as they can keep Cooper Rush, who actually has been getting rid of the ball quickly, this makes a ton of sense for CeeDee Lamb to have back-to-back really, really big games. I have CeeDee Lamb with wide receiver 11 usage, and then the commanders still are just so damn bad. It's just it's sad to see. Cortland Sutton is wide receiver 14. Marquise Brown as wide receiver 15. Almost the perfect usage last week for Marquise Brown, and that should not change until we get DeAndre Hopkins back. Like we should see these, you know, almost nearly double digit targets every single week for Hollywood right now. Yeah, right now the Cardinals are top eight in wide receiver fantasy usage, and the other wide receivers aren't good. Yeah. And it's against the Carolina Panthers this week, who have a frisky defense, but a awful offense. So yeah. let's put up some points, Cardinals. Let's do that. Debo Samuel, and then Gabriel Davis here, Hayden, as wide receiver 17. Um, We saw Gabriel Davis in and out of the lineup last week, probably played a bit more because of the Jake Kumro injury early on. If we have 100% um, Gabriel Davis this week against the Baltimore Ravens secondary, who despite their pieces is really struggling right now, I really, really love this ranking. The Bills are projected for the most points. They have the most wide receiver points per game, and the Ravens, are dead last against fantasy wide receivers. He's playing all the snaps. This is this is the week to get him in there. There you go. Okay. Mike Williams, Keen Allen, and then Drake London, the rookie, all the way up into the top 20 for the first time this season. You love to see that. Wide receiver 21, Amari Cooper, then followed by Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks, DK Metcalf, Curtis Samuel. Oh, buddy. Michael Thomas, Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson, Jesus Schuster, and Rashad Bateman closes out here as wide receiver 30. Yeah, I'm probably going to talk about him more uh, tomorrow's show, but Brandon Cooks, wide receiver 17 in usage, wide receiver 58 production. This is a little regression. If I was an ec- economics professor, I'd be talking about Brandon Cooks in my, my lecture halls. I skipped right over them. Anything you want to say about these Chargers wide receivers that you have as wide receiver 18, wide receiver 19 with the downfall of the Chargers offensive line that we're witnessing before our eyes? Yeah, I think it's... they're. Probably going to score less touchdowns. The betting markets are still pretty optimistic on the Chargers in general. I think there could be a lot of pass attempts. Like, would you be surprised if the Chargers like were lead the NFL in pass attempts at this point? Like, their defense isn't as good because of injuries. Their offensive line, I think, it's just be a lot of dinking dunks and not anything downfield. So, I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I think, are going to catch a ton of passes. Okay, let's skip ahead. Again, you can check out the full rankings either in the description down below or on YouTube. You can see them all. Uh, Again, week four is going to tell us a lot about who Zach Wilson is in comparison to Joe Flacco, and that's most likely why you have a conservative ranking of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson as wide receiver 38 and wide receiver 39. Uh, I did want to look at Romeo Dobbs, who's at wide receiver 40. We saw some pretty cool usage last week. a very small a dot of about 3.9 yards versus his 13.9 yards that he had uh, at Nevada in college. Um, every single week we're going to go into it saying, Hey, maybe this is the week of a big play, but this is the week of a potential big play for Romeo Dobbs. 
Yeah, last week, 10.7 expected half PPR points uh, was basically a full-time player. We'll see if, if Christian Watson returns. Uh, even if he does, I still think that Romeo is just better than he is. Um, so I'm going to be ranking him aggressively. I went back and watched Romeo after the show just to make sure that like his usage isn't changed because that dot's low. There was a couple like red zone targets. There's a couple screen passes, like little RPO glance routes, which will keep the dot down. I don't think that means he's not running any of the deeper routes. You know, I think the A dot's down just because of weird circumstances so far. He still is running a lot of these deeper routes downfield. I think it's the best of both worlds. You want the scheme touches underneath, yep. and there will be RPO glances and bubbles and tunnels and all that stuff. That's what this offense is. But I, I do think that Romeo Dubs more than Alan Lazard is that deep route guy too. So I think that Romeo is probably a pretty strong like flex option. It's a sad day when Allen Robinson sits there as wide receiver 42 with DJ Chark as wide receiver 41. I understand it. I'm not asking you to, to explain why I understand it. Then Adam Thielen as wide receiver 43. That one hurts too. MVS. And then my boy Zay, Zay Jones, wide receiver 45. Usage all the way up to wide receiver 22 in the in the Bible that we call the fancy usage model. Mm-hmm. So why are you doubling that and putting him all the way down here as wide receiver 45? How dare you? Where would you like me to put them? Like, uh, no, I, I in the from 30s? A, no, no, no. From a matchup standpoint, this is understandable. Like, yeah. there's such a big test. This is probably the biggest test for Trevor Lawrence and the best defense he might face all season long against the Philadelphia Eagles. We have no idea how they're going to handle this, not just the offensive line, but also the defensive backs and how they're going to uh, be able to stop a lot of these things that are are horizontal, you know, like Doug mm-hmm. Pearson's doing a lot of good horizontal things. It's just great to see, though, that Zay is like obviously at times a wide receiver one or wide receiver two for his own team. And like they're not manufacturing stuff for him, but it's the primary read in a lot of this stuff. He's just the better downfield target compared to Marvin Jones, in my opinion. So yep. um, real quick on, on the Allen Robinson stuff, just look at where the Rams are this week. They're barely projected for more than 20 points this week. That is like interesting. Way, 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 way down. Like they're overlapping with the Titans and the Saints. Like where am I supposed to rank? Allen Robinson, same thing with Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. Like the Rams are projected to score maybe three touchdowns this week. Maybe that's Monday night football. It's against the San Francisco 49ers who the 49ers at home are one and a half point favorites. Despite what we just saw from Jimmy Garoppolo, despite not having Trent Williams. I don't know if I agree with that one. Okay. The rest of the wide receiver rankings, it's names that you love like Greg Dorch, Isaiah McKenzie, Darnell Mooney's all the way down here at 51 through 60. Uh, and closing out as wide receiver 59 was Traylon Burks. I did want to touch on that real quick after rewatching that game because I thought the Titans ran a ton of two wide receiver sets without Kyle Phillips. They kept extra protection also without Taylor Lewan. And so uh, Rob, Robert Woods was getting a, a ton more volume and an opportunity. But it was good to see Traylon Burks out there in two wide receiver sets. Uh, again, it's very clear that Cal Phillips is, is a big part of this offense. So when he returns into nearly a full-time role, what does that mean for Traylon Burks too? It's just hard because they are rotating it and the Titans like bottom yeah. five and wide receiver usage. We just know what this offense bottom 10 and a neutral pace and neutral pass rate. I'd say that I didn't even check. I'm not even sure if that's true, but I know it's true. just the way that offense runs. Yeah. Great job getting Derrick Henry involved in the passing game last week. Like they need to get those early receptions as a part of that and keep teams honest. Okay. Quarterback tiers, Hayden Winks, which also we call offensive tiers. At least that's how I view it. Um, here we go. No surprise. If you don't have one of these top, I don't know, five quarterbacks, even three quarterbacks, if you don't have one of the top three quarterbacks, you are chasing points every single week. And Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah, if I was doing these tiers, I would put Burrow and everyone else into the A category. It's it's a huge well, difference fine. right now. Uh, well, Joe Burrow last last week, I, I do got to bring this up. Uh, their neutral pass rate at sixty seven percent was the highest it's been since week ten of twenty twenty. So, mm-hmm. and the matchup's good. Obviously, right now the Dolphins are a very blitz heavy offense or defense and uh, man heavy. And that's what we're talking about all with these on off splits, the cover two versus the single high. I think that they're going to go to empty and let Joe Burrow sort these things out. Uh, that's more like it, Josh. Um, and I think it's a great matchup for all, all of the Bengals pass catchers. Joe hasn't been nearly as good as like handling pressure than he was last year. Um, again, those are high variance plays when, you know, he escapes a free rusher and nails a deep pass to Jamar chaser T Higgins along still has that ability like he's double clutching these he's being a bit more uncertain but the Dolphins as we saw against Josh Allen as you just outlined last week they do want to send the extra rush against him tonight Mm -hmm. probably and um so we just need a a couple of those hits it's just amazing that like they are a positive regression team for you versus last year it was going in the complete opposite way things that's what happens with yeah that's what happens with regression turns out it's it's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) um I don't think we need to say any words about these top three quarterbacks. I mean, they're just no. insane playmakers. And again, um, if you weren't already prioritizing early round quarterbacks in your draft, almost certainly we're only here in week four, but that will be a huge talking point. Like we had heading into this season, heading into next season, like quarterbacks are just undervalued in fantasy football right now because they are in huge offenses that score a lot of points and they are responsible for just about everything. Cause they're also extremely mobile. We have uh, Battle Royale, which is a six-person, six-round snake draft, DFS, only the main slate on, on Sunday. The first three picks in that are Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, over all the wide receivers, over all the tight ends, all that stuff. A uh, little pro tip for you guys. Mark Andrews, look at him versus everybody else because Travis Kelsey isn't on the main slate. Go draft Mark Andrews. This is a great DFS game Uh, no optimizers it's just peer versus peer everyone's in there we're doing quick draft they fill up like instantly Uh, stay normal in the first five uh, rounds correlate and then add a a little 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 sauce in that last last round find an undrafted player then that's how you win yeah round six go off the board break ADP and find someone that you think is going to explode this week even like a DJ Chark potentially could be a fun uh-huh. DJ chart week against the Seattle Seahawks. That's too far off the board. I understand. No, that's too that far could work. Um, okay. Rest is a tier. I mean, you have Joe Burrows. We just outlined Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray. Those make sense. Then immediately after those top dudes, you have Marcus Mariota sitting here. What, what do you want me to do? They're uh, Falcons are projected <laughs> for 24 and a quarter points. That's uh ninth. You know, and he runs. They've been effective offense. We talked about Arthur Smith and how some of the criticism is, doesn't make too much sense to me. They got two studs on the boundary, and the Browns' defense has more dudes on paper than they do actually on the field for whatever reason. And Miles Garrett could not play this week because of that car crash. Yeah. Browns are favored by one point there, but despite all the talent they have defensively, especially in the defensive backfield, uh, the Browns have not come together at all. Like they are awful in the back half at the moment. Okay. The rest is here. Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff against the Seattle Seahawks, as we mentioned before. I mean, do you agree with me? Yeah, that's a potential blowout spot. It's a real potential blowout spot for him. Yeah, I mean, he's already been pretty effective. He's already tenth in in quarterbacks, and the the Seahawks. I mean, they're dead last in EPA per play on defense. So, uh, I mean, they're projected for top four points. I I don't. I know. I don't know what to do except call him a QB one streamer this week. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Closing this out, it's. 
Aaron Rodgers, who at home is favored by a ton of points, that might be one to keep in mind. It could be Aaron Rodgers' best week of the season heading here. And then you have Derek Carr closing this one out against a Denver Broncos defense that I actually think is really good. We've had bad Derek Carr performances so far. He's just been inaccurate on two of these passes. And I think that might continue this week. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this is even too high of a ranking for him, even though he has Devontae Adams. Yeah. I just don't know what to do. Vegas projects them for 24 points and their pass rate's actually been pretty good for uh, the Raiders. So it's just, I, I hear you. I, I thought that the, the team total would have been lower, but I'm sticking yeah. to the team totals. Okay. Going quickly through this, Tom Brady, Tua, then Russell Wilson all the way down here, which has to happen. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence. I think if they were playing anyone other than the Eagles, you would probably have him in the A tier, the tier above this one. Uh, just, again, a difficult matchup that we'll get a bunch of questions answered for. Then Matthew Stafford. And then right after him, Jacoby Brissett. Why not? We're here in week four. Jacoby Brissett's balling out at yeah. the moment. Yeah, they're top five in team total. I don't know what to do. He, he looks good. I'll be very keen to see if we see a bunch of A.J. Terrell on Amari Cooper, even though A.J. Terrell hasn't had his best season so far. Um, okay, the rest of this list, if there's a name you want to hit on here, I mean, it goes from Daniel yeah. Jones, Matt Ryan to Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Zach Wilson all the way down as, as quarterback 31. Just had to throw that on there so the Jets fans really love you. Yeah. If you don't have one of the top guys, you're so, so beyond screwed. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, Um, let's talk tight ends here, Hayden, because I didn't, is a very difficult position. We'll, we'll spend just a couple minutes on here. Uh, Throw out one or two names that you want to hit on, because there's one name that I'm saving for the Friday show that I think could be in store for not just this week, but more and more points moving forward that he wasn't drafted as a top 12 tight end this season. First of all, just look at Mark Andrews and Travis I mean, Kelsey insane. versus everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the name I would go over would be David Njoku. You can see the Browns all the way top six in tight end usage. His uh, usage just in general uh, is all the way already top 12. Um, the matchup's good. We just talked about how much points Jacoby Brissett's supposed to score this week. So I think that David Njoku, I have ranked as a tight end one. Darren Waller has been just missing touchdowns barely each week. Hopefully that regression hits. Hopefully that's an inevitable. Yeah, I, I'm with you on David and Joku. Like, hopefully we get the same exact usage that we saw last week. We're seeing all the the usage in terms of of actual snaps there on the field, but getting him isolated and allowing him to win one on one with his athleticism, both underneath, intermediate, and down the field. Again, he's like a better individual talent than T.J. Hawkinson, who's ranked above him. You know, so. You and it's working. It. It's working. Okay. That's it. That's going to do it for us. Again, go ahead. One more, one more, one more, one more. Just for the sickos out there. They always ask oh. me on Twitter. Just if you're looking for defenses, I got the sickos charts. Projected sack rate, points given up. Those are the two stats you need. If we didn't hit on the player that you want, one, come back on Friday for the 20 players that define week four. New show for us. Outstanding. Can't wait for it. Also, leave it in the comments after this video is over. I'm sure the community, all of you, answer each other's questions, lineups, trades, all that good stuff. You can also send us a voicemail that will answer on Sunday morning's Start Sit Show that starts in this channel at 10.30 Eastern. That link is in the description. We also take questions from the chat. It's been electric, over a 1,000 live viewers for each of those. Let's boogie. Let's get ready for week four. 
along with a London game at the exact same time. Put that on one screen, put us on your tablet or your laptop or your phone and watch us simultaneously. Does that work? Let's do it. Play Battle Royale. I promise you it's the it's a better DFS game. Take 15 bucks that you're going to spend on DFS this weekend and do three Battle Royale drafts instead, and you'll love it. You absolutely love it. And if you've never played on Underdog Fantasy, either on Pick'em or Battle Royale, use promo code THESHOW. We match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So that 15 bucks or that 20 bucks can turn into 30 or 40. There you go. 250K. Yep. They got single game slates. We got it all. All right. For Hayden, I'm Josh. Up the villa. We will talk to you tomorrow. See ya. 